What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the LWE Podcast here. And uh, again, doing another Player Spotlight Podcast interview here. And man, I am so tickled, so honored, so blessed to uh, to have a good brother here with me today, Mr. Kelly Bryant. Kelly, how we doing, man? I'm good, man. That's a long time to... no see, bro. It is, it is. Happy to be a part of the show. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, I, I would dare say you were probably my biggest guest so far. So no, no pressure <laughs> at all. No pressure at all to pull this mm-hmm. off. But um, yeah, we started doing these podcast interviews and I've really enjoyed getting the chance to talk to a lot of our former players and guys who have kind of been here, there, and everywhere. And had all kind of different experiences and stuff and so man you definitely have had a lot of experiences and a lot of chapters in your journey so far and the book's still open we don't know exactly what's going to be going on but i want to kind of talk about some of those memories some of those things that have happened in your life but before we do all that tell everybody what's going on right now in the world of kelly bryant because obviously with 2020 it's been a crazy year but uh with you right now what's going on with you mostly right now um, just right now, just working out. Um, still waiting on calls, being an undrafted free agent. Um, had a workout um, for Saturday in San Diego in front of some scouts. So, you know, just, just waiting, being patient. Like I said, it's a crazy time. Um, yeah. It really kind of just been like a weird year for, you know, me and a lot of people. So, you know, just trying to keep the faith and, you know, just stay ready, you know, because you never know when something just might pop off and then yeah. just take advantage of the opportunity from there. So you get all that nice California weather and you come home to a little frost this morning. Man, <laughs> I could have stayed out there for an extra few days. Well, yeah, so it's, I think you've, you've got to be exposed to a lot of kind of different temperatures mm-hmm. <laughs> over yep. the course of time. So, um, so, and you kind of, so you basically just kind of, kind of in a little bit of a floating period, more or less, mm-hmm. just kind of waiting and seeing, and, and you never know what's going to happen and Great. stuff like that. Um, let's talk about, let's kind of go back to the very beginning. What are some of your, I always ask the guys this, what are some of your first memories with playing sports at an early age? Is there something that, uh, is there a time or a team or a moment that stands out when you first started playing sports? Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, so, I started playing when I was nine over in Calhoun Falls Mm -hmm. and I can't vividly remember this is when um they had O'Brien Wilson uh who else was out there um Mike Mike all those guys in that year that was like a year or two older than me Mm -hmm. and I remember seeing it was actually um B I remember seeing B had a mustache and it's like nine and ten and I got out of the car, and I told my mom, I said, I don't think this is going to go good. And, I, and we ended up probably, not probably, we lost by like 50-some points. And I was like, man, if this is, I said, like, I don't know. If, if this is like, like I said, this is my first year, and I'm like, I don't sure. know if this is going to be for me. Because, you know, we come up literally every year until I actually came and played Rick Ball. It was like same old thing. Yeah. And then, like, from there, um... Just seeing, you know, how you know much, you know, the people here pour into the rec department, man. It's, yeah, it's just crazy to see, you know. Um, it's like a, um, it's like a mini college program. Oh, it's so. It serious gets you ready, and people always ask me, so, well, why, why is Abbeville? All, they're such a small town, but why did they get to be successful? It's because it starts early. Correct, exactly, year in, year out, and and you get former players who are coaches, so mm-hmm. you got the guys who've tasted that experience yeah, that, that's got to be a big deal too yeah it helps a lot um and then just going off of that um i'll say my seventh grade year as well um playing middle school ball i actually after the season i said i actually thought i was not gonna play football no more i said to myself i'm not gonna play football yeah. anymore i want to be a basketball player yeah and then um 
So going at the end of seventh grade, you know, you have your physicals and everything. Um, I was taking computer classes with Coach Colbert at the time, Mike Colbert, um, and he was like, Kelly, you're not playing football? I was like, nah, I'm, I'm done. I said, I just want to strictly focus on basketball. And he gave me a little, you know, some of his two cents. And I kind of took I took it for, you know, what it was. I was like, he said, maybe just give it one more time, one more year. And I'm happy that he did say that because yeah. who knows, you know, where I would have been, you know, what I've been doing. But, right. you know, I just remember those two moments vividly, you know, playing Abbeville for the first time in rec league and me thinking I was done with football yeah. and Coach Colbert, you know, just giving me some words of encouragement at the time. Yeah. So then you get a chance to come and play with Abbeville and get to be a freshman starting quarterback. Now that's in itself, anywhere you go, that's that's a rare deal most times. But I believe at the time, and still is, you're the only one that I can remember that's been a freshman starting quarterback at Abbeville. So, so how did that feel getting that opportunity Again, because you, you're still kind of fresh off of, well, I'm doing football now right. mindset. So how did that kind of play into going about that thing? Because that was a that was a crazy cool year. Now, that was a wild, started out early, wild year, because I remember coming over here and well, when Coach Nix, I remember before, at the end of the, my eighth grade year, he brought all the eighth grade sure. years coming up, you know, for, you know, JV and whatnot. And then he told me, you know, you're going to be the JV quarterback. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm fine with that. And then... We go through summer weights and then um, practices. You know, somehow I found myself um, playing corner at the time. Then you know, switched over to receiver, and I was still working like quarterback. Then all of a sudden, um, he brought me into his office, handed me the keys. He's like, it's your team, it's your offense now. And I'm 14 years old age, and yeah. we're getting ready to play, I think, Greenwood and Jamboree. Right. You know, all those guys they put out, you know, each and every year. And I'm like, wow, I don't know what to think. And, you know, I'm just going to do as best as I can, you know, just to keep it, just keep everything going. But that I say that senior and junior class, um, you had Ashton Hurd, um, Keenan Gilgris, oh, yeah. and – you know, all those guys like that, Cody White, um, Luke White, and I say those guys, you know, just me being a little 14-year-old kid, you know, not sure what's going to happen, and I'm, and everyone's looking to me, and, you know, that's, that's God, they put their arms around me. Yeah. And then, you know, they've been brothers, it was brothers, you know, the day I walked in until now. So sure. that was just a, a great year. Um, and then I also can remember my mom. You know, she was like, because we was playing Chester at Newberry. That was the first game. Right. She's in. The, I mean, I think she's like, she's so she was crying, just worried, <laughs> worried sick. You know, just trying to make sure you know that I'm I'm safe. You know, I was kind of teeny, just tall, little lanky, skinny fellow at the time. Yeah. So, you know, that was one one year that you know I could say that you know I really enjoyed. Yeah. Well, you had you had those guys who they just won the state championship the year mm-hmm. before. It's like you talked about. You had a lot of experience there with you. So. Right. Probably most freshman quarterback situations, I imagine, maybe not as <laughs> fortunate sometimes right, to yeah. get that because you don't have a guys. Sometimes you're just coming up with a bunch of young guys too. But mm-hmm. man, you got all that guy, all that talent, and all that experience, and so um, it led to to you guys having a great year. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some? Do you remember some of the games during that year um, that, that stood out to you? I know, um, I know, just in. The feel of things. I always remember you were so tall, <laughs> and at the time we weren't running the offense we're running now. We mm-hmm. wanted more of the straight wishbone, and yep. so it felt like you were sitting on the ground. No. I look out there, and I, <laughs> I saw, and I go back and I watch film now, and I, I was like, 
man, Kelly's knees had to be super strong because he he got low to the ground. <laughs> yes, like um, I I would I would still go back and like um just look at like old film from high school, and I vividly remember. <laughs> Like everybody was asked, like, do your knees like not hurt? It's like, are like, you down? I was legit, like, <laughs> I, I was legit a yard away from like my butt being on the ground. Like, I don't know, to be honest, I don't know how I was bending and like consistently that low and just continued to play. But um, just like moments throughout the year, um, I definitely say I remember the first start, you know, up at Chester, mm-hmm. and um, and also I remember the Lincoln County game because now that game was electric. Man. Oh man, because lots of people. Lots of people, and I remember, like the years before, like when um, like Jimmy Thatch and, and all those guys were yeah. playing. I would just remember that you know the impact of the game and how the rivalry was, and now I'm looking up and I'm right in the midst of it. And unfortunately, um, I think we lost like 14, 21, something like that. It was a nail biter. Yeah. Um, remember that game, and that was that was a crazy game, man. Um, and of course, uh, I never I never forget the Upper State game down there when we playing on um, the Chesterfield. Yeah, it was a it was a cold game. Yeah, not was it Chesterfield? It was Chester, Chesterfield. Well, we played Chesterfield here at, for for the Upper State. Yeah, Upper State. And, yeah, uh, that's the game I had. Hurt we're driving me. at the end of the first half. Man, yeah. So do you remember? Do you remember going back thinking about that play again and just because it was kind of a freak thing, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, all the guys, legit, all my friends, they still like crack up, like how like when I got up, I mean, it's like just like collapse. You know how I feel? Like yeah, somebody, it, looks, it said like someone sniped me out of the air. Because you don't want to go out. I mean, you want to yeah. keep going. Man, it, like I said, just like it was like a grind early on. You know, two teams kind of get a feel for each other. Yeah. Um And then like instantly, um, I just remember like the first run that big run that I had, you know, all leading up to the first half, um, if I made a little move, and instantly I remember a guy literally just going low, because like, so I'm so tall, yeah. and a lot of guys were tackling me low that year, and then, looking back on, I wish I would have jumped over, you know, it could have been a highlight play, but yeah. I remember, like, getting up, and, like, my, my knee just felt, like, really, like, kind of like a noodle, really loose, and then not really sure what was going on, it took him out, yeah. and then Tay comes in, and a few plays, you know, I'm feeling fine. I'm thinking like it's a crample or not, but went a few plays. I think we went out and got a field goal or something like that. Then, you know, Tate ended up having a great game finishing out for us. And then, you know, they told me like the next week, you know, tore meniscus. Mm-hmm. And so. So you, you'd been, you'd had a, you had a really strong year up to that point, And then that happened. And then again, obviously, timing is never a good thing sometimes in these situations because mm-hmm. usually it's, it's in situations where. You know, last thing you think somebody's gonna go down, somebody's gonna get hurt, but to happen in an upstate game and then yeah. know you're gonna not gonna be able to play in state games. So I imagine that probably had to sit on you a little bit. It did. And I don't know if you remember this, it was after the state game. You came over to me and it was like you had a, a huge part in this game. I mean the whole like journey of the season, you know, don't yeah. don't feel like you didn't. And so I remember you telling me that it kinda of just put it in perspective for me because, you know, I always wanted to be, you know, Playing the state championship game and also right. winning it, and then like for you to say that, and, you know, it just meant a lot to me. Um, I like I said, still remember it yeah, to this man. day. So, you know, it, it put the icing on the cake. Well, it was because again, like I said, we you had so many guys who were, you know, I, I always said that group of guys they really don't, you know, they played the game against Lamar the year before, which was really oh, kind of the toughest game that year. Mm-hmm. The Chesterfield game, they were experienced. That was a tough game. And then the Hemingway game was just different in itself because yeah. defense was so strong. And then we, we didn't let them have the ball. Mm-hmm, yep. <laughs> exactly. 
exactly. That was a quick game to watch. I mean, it was. It definitely was, man. But, but, it, but it was important, I think. Now, it's, now that I think back about it, I was like, it was important because, yeah, you were just as big of a piece of that um, as anybody else. And, you know, we don't get get to that position without you. So, um, so then you go into the next year. Now it's 2012. And now everybody's thinking three-peat, three-peat, three-peat. Yep. So... And that kind of season kind of had some ups and downs too yeah. in it for you because you kind of then you kind you kind of banged up. In I that was one. banged up. Um, it was the I think we did a scrimmage. We scrimmaged Greenwood down there. Um, took a hit. I think I now fell on my shoulder. AC joint sprain. Out four games. And then looking at that, looking at that, I remember that schedule. Like going into the season, I was, that was probably one of my most excited because we had Greenville, Fairfield, Woodruff. It was stacked. Yeah, it was like. It was like a really heavy, like non non region games, and then you know I'm out for the first four. Um, I think I came back right after the Emerald game. Yeah. And Clinton, I remember like. Well, that was big because it, we went to Emerald and they just they just took it to us. Yeah. And shut us down, and so you come back and we kind of got our second breath, I mm-hmm. believe, in that part of the season right there, and yeah, and move forward. Um, mm-hmm. The Chesney game, though, the Upper State Championship <laughs> that's, game. That's, that may be one of my favorite games. Well, I think it was, you know, there was a lot of, and we've we've even talked about it since Abbeville's playing Chesney this week in the playoffs. We've we always talk about history in the playoffs with certain games and certain teams, and and that was the first time that we had been back up there since '91 mm-hmm. when we won the Upper State mm-hmm. last last three seconds of the game and stuff. So I remember going into that game, there was a whole lot of hype. And I know the Chesney side of things, they were really hyped up about that mm-hmm. game because they had, their people still sore about that game <laughs> in 91. Yeah. So they're ready. And, I mean, great offense, uh, great team. And we just jumped on them early. Yeah, I just remember from the time we got off the bus, it was – Y'all were ready. Blazing. Yeah, that was probably the most – I say, like, for me personally, not saying I wasn't, like, locked in, focused, because, you know, it's upper, it was upper state. Yep. And I'm thinking about last year, like, I'm, there's no way that, you know, I'm not going to be, no, I'm not going to just put everything out there, you know. Just, well, that's on the first, the first, the first play after the first interception, you, yep. you take off and go, and it's like, <laughs> okay. And it's like, man, here we go. And and that was it. Y'all just, y'all just jump. I don't, I don't think they ever truly recovered from that, because mm-hmm. we just, we took it away twice, and we, you scored twice, and, and we just, just kind of took going. control of it. So, yeah. that was a fun game and a big win there. And then we go to 2012 state championship game. And a lot of times when you think about this, it's like it's always when you, when you don't play other teams and you're not familiar with other teams and what they do and, and fans and all that it's really hard to gather. We didn't know nothing about Michigan. Nothing. And so, I didn't even know, like, there was a like school right. or whatnot. And I remember them because when I coached softball and we played them for the state in 2003, I remember we played them and there was only two girls from the state of South Carolina on the team. Wow, yeah. So you go out and tell all our <laughs> girls, it's like, hey, the girl from uh, Alabama is pitching against y'all today. Just no pressure there. <laughs> um, but they were a well-coached team. Discipline. Well-disciplined. Yes. Pro- to this day, probably the most disciplined team mm-hmm. I probably have seen uh, that we have played as far as Abbeville goes. And, and that was just a tough game, and you still kind of little, you still kind of banged up a little bit in that game, and then yeah. um, things didn't work out. Now, what was your feelings after that? Because I know that was a tough, that was a tough loss. It was because um, that senior, I think it was really heavy senior class that right. year, and you know, like I said, I mean the three P, you know, wanted to send those guys out the right way, you know, um, 
know, that, that her old senior year and old college, I mean, not college, high school career, you know, those guys have been working their butts off. And, you know, we just wanted to get it done for them. And then just looking at that game, it was it was 21-7, something like that. Um, might have been 21-0. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I think they shut us out. Yeah, they shut game. us out, yeah. And it kind of was like throughout the whole game, probably to like the last – Eight minutes. It was like right there, and like right. we just could never like Couldn't finish one. Get it, get it going, and and it hurt. Um, I just just remember seeing Keenan. You know, you know the emotion. He didn't want to go out. He didn't, man. He, <laughs> he was yelling at Coach Nick. <laughs> he was trying to be out there for everything, man. It's, you know, those are the type of guys you want to go to war with. Sure. And things like memories like that, you know, just make you stronger. You know, our bond. I mean, he's still like a big brother to me today. We talk. You know, literally all the time, just about yeah. life and you know where we at, you know what's going on. Yeah, you need you need a good dose of Keenan in your life daily because mm-hmm. uh, after we did our podcast and stuff, I was just like, oh man, I just need to talk to Keenan every day. <laughs> life will be great with yeah, Keenan every day. Good spirit. So, he's always positive. And he's mm-hmm. passionate, and that's what I love about him. Um, so that doesn't end well. We go into uh, off season. I want to. I want before I go through that transition to going to Ren. You talked about wanting to be a basketball player, mm-hmm. and a lot of people forget about. I mean, you you did have a lot of, I won't say vibe hype around you being a basketball mm-hmm. player too, as well, and right. stuff like that. Um, during even during the time when you were playing over here at Abbeville, was there any kind of thought process about basketball? When when did basketball kind of become? I'm doing this to do this, mm-hmm. as opposed to I really want to do this. Maybe I mean, was there any point in time where that just kind of just it didn't. It didn't. Just didn't click with you as far as I want to go further with that. Um, instantly. Um, after the freshman year, that's when um got the two offers from Clemson and Carolina. Right. And then I had missed. I missed all the basketball season except for like the playoff game. And then from there in, I was like, yeah, I'm done with it. Yeah. So I'm just gonna play it. So pretty much when you knew you had football, it was like. Okay. Yeah. Well, do you ever think about that? Though, is like, what, what would a basketball pathway look like if you if you would have mm-hmm. if you don't have that conversation with Mike Culver and you go full throttle basketball? <laughs> I don't even know what it it's crazy. Like. Isn't it? it is. I do be thinking because that was my first love. I played it. I started playing when I was five. Yeah. And um, just somehow you know football just kind of took over, and you know I don't know what it would look like yeah. to be honest, but. Um, it would be interesting to see um, if I would kind of like put a little bit what would happen if I would put more into it. But you know, I'm happy with it. And I love yeah. football, so yeah. You know. Well, I mean, I tell people all the time. I said, while you're in high school, do as much as you can. Exactly. I mean, because you don't want to you don't want to watch watch high school years go by and sit mm-hmm. at home and not do anything. Do it, yep. I mean, you know, play every sport you can. Play because yeah. I mean, we were talking about her about it last last week and. He's talking about, he's like, man, I ain't had no business being on the baseball field. <laughs> but I love being out there with those guys, mm-hmm. and I love Coach Smith, and I just wanted to play. And, and you know, and he's like, that's, all, that's what it is. It's just playing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get ready to go into, uh, so we're now junior year. Um, going into the next season, when did the decision for, for going to Ren, when did that really kind of just like lock down for you at that time? Because it was kind of like right up. Mm-hmm. When the season started, it was like mid to late summer mm-hmm. when we made the decision. Um, you know, I had the because you the, had a lot of you had a lot of those guys that you've been close with and man, stuff like that. Till to this day, we talk, um, especially like um, my my grade and a little older, um, mm-hmm. especially like me and Red Red. Yeah. 
um, MJ Burnside, Tron, Johnny, um, Deshaun, Hurley, um, um, those guys that, you know, was on the team. Yeah. And I remember I just sent out a big text to a bunch of the guys. And I think that was still in weight room when I when I went by and told Coach Nick, you know, that's probably one of the hardest things I had to do. Because yeah. like I said, I've been playing rec ball, middle school, a little bit of high school. And then, like I said, I was with all the older guys. And now it's it's time it's time to flip. You know, I'm starting to be with yeah. guys my age. And, you know, that's kind of what I wanted to do, play with the guys, you know, you know I kind of grew up with, you know, when the timing was right. Yeah. And just making that announcement, telling those guys, you know, instantly, you know, you know, everybody was kind of upset with everything, but you know, the guy, my guys, was like, you know, we understand, you yeah. know, what's going on, you know, what you're doing, you know, you know where you're trying to go. So, you know, it was a tough decision, man. But you know, but to, but a lot of people don't realize this, and, and and again, not trying to to put words in your mouth or take something away from something that nobody I didn't already know, but it was like, for what was being asked of you, probably from the college perspective. I mm-hmm. mean. It, it kind of made a lot more sense after, yeah. after it was all said and done because, like, you were not going to be able to do what you need to do because mm-hmm. wasn't it wasn't it like you were you were kind of early on being recruited just as an athlete? Athlete, yeah, a lot of teams. And that, was, that's just like an open door for anything. Yeah, because, like, a lot of teams, I mean, of course they knew I wanted to play quarterback, right. but it was getting to instance. Like, I would go do camps and I would do a little quarterback and then I'd be over here at receiver, maybe a little bit of DB. And so – yeah. You know, just to kind of change that narrative, I was like, I want to play quarterback, and I just got to, you know, be somewhere, you know, just allow people to showcase, you know, I can throw the ball. But, you know, it was a tough situation. Yeah. But, you know, it's been all the people whenever I come home back here. Yeah. You know, just been welcoming. You know, there's no no hate involved. And I remember you got. I remember you got a lot of. I remember we, there was like a bye week or something. We had an off week, and I remember there was a bunch of people went yep. up to Ren one year. Thing was playing Yeah, yep. mm-hmm. and watched that game. So that must have been really, Man, that was, really cool. It was really cool. Um, I think like a large part of this, the the Ren section was Abbeville people. Yeah, all, <laughs> all, all, all my team like, who's these people yelling? I was like, I'm looking at. I'm trying to focus everybody. Hey, it's real fans right now. Yep. We're coming up here to show you how to do this right. Yep. But that must have been felt good because that was the support mm-hmm. that you needed. And so, so talk about the years in Wren now. So you get into new offense, different amount of responsibility. Like you said, you're now you're looked upon. All these guys saying, "Well, this guy's um, he's played for a couple state championships. Mm-hmm. He's coming from this program." So what was kind of the interaction with the guys when you got to Wren? How how were you received early on, and then how did that kind of grow up as you finished out your years there? Um, the guys was good. Um, of course, you know they kind of like knew who I was, who I was, who I was, and where you know where I come from. And then like just the the thing for me was like just kind of learning a new offense. You know. Yeah. Totally different up there, and didn't have to worry about being down. No, I didn't have to worry about no under center. I'm like, okay, this is like new, and um, the thing was actually, I don't even know what a lot of people don't know was like the first, the first three, or four, the first, I know the Jamborees in the first game. I was actually playing like running back and receiver because we were doing like a two quarterback rotation because we had an older guy, yeah, you know, that been there. And so sometimes, you know, he may be a quarterback, I'd be a running back, and vice versa. He may be a receiver. I'd we be a we had that last year with, with J.D. JD and Thomas. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it was like that. And after the first game, um, you know, kind of similar to like my freshman year, you know, Coach Tate, you know, told me, you know, here's, here's your team, you know, you run with it. And it didn't really – it took me to like – 
because like I said, I got there late summer and I'm still learning offense. It took me probably like the last few weeks of the, the season to really understand the offense. And I'm just kind of just going off, you know, per skill, you know, rather than, you know, just going through different reads and whatnot. Well, I mean, like over 6,000 yards passing <laughs> in like two years. That's crazy, dude. Man, it was, it, and I was looking at it, I was like, Damn, I'm not used to throwing the ball this much. Well, I mean, I just I wrote down the numbers just just because I was I want to make sure I didn't want to misquote them. But I was like, all right, so your senior year, you guys win 11 wins, you win the region, but you threw for 3,500 yards, 41 touchdowns. But then you ran for over 700 yards, which we all knew you, about your running game. That was a big part of what you did here, and 14 touchdowns. I mean, that's a crazy senior year. So did that? How did that? As that year went on. And you're probably not even thinking about stuff like that as you're just going through the season, trying to win, do what you got to do. But it's like it had to build your confidence up getting ready to transition from high school to college and knowing that, okay, yeah, I can do this now. Yeah, because like, like I was saying, like junior year, I'm still learning on the fly right. and doing the best I can do. I think we end up end up eight and three, mm-hmm. like third in the region. Um, we actually, I think it was like the first, went to the playoffs, won the first game in like 20 years. And it was kind of like a, but still a young team. Then we get to senior year, very veteran group. Um, probably not, I say not the like most skilled team, but like experience, you know, some can yeah. be can be the changer, can be like play a lot, a huge part in a lot of things. And as we're going through the week, like we're one and oh, two and oh, three and oh, we're like rolling and um, get to when we win a region, win a region championship. Some that have been done like five, six years. Yeah. Then um, playoff game, hosting the first playoff game in a while, and then like you know it was just like a really good time. Um, like me personally, I'm just feeling, I'm feeling good. And, you know, this is probably the most you know complete that I feel like as a player. Yeah. Um, and so you know, end up losing um, second round. You know, look. Kind of like a little upset, I still say. Still think about it to this day. Kind of hate that. Remember who y'all played? I we played Emerald, man. Oh, okay. Gage. That like, even had to hurt worse. Yeah, because Gage, when we got the Clemson, he still, he would like talk to me about it. I was like, man, come on, man. Because like the year before, we like, you know, we beat them like conventionally, and then they came back up there. and Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was kind of crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that probably had a little bit, <laughs> a little bit extra on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, man, what a finish! I mean, what a finish to a high school career. Go to, uh, I think you got selected to Ryan Bowl, mm-hmm. and and uh, you know, it was finalist for uh, Mr. Football and all that good stuff. So that had to make you feel real good. And then, and then you go from that, and then you transition, and you go to Clemson. Um, and this is at the time when Clemson's kind of kind of on the up on the uptick yeah, here really. on the uptick so you're up there with Deshaun mm-hmm. talk about a little bit of relationship with him because I imagine you know coming in with him there it had to give you a little bit of a comfort because I mean this guy's like the real deal I mean mm-hmm. he's total package he's doing all this stuff yeah. and if I ever needed somebody else to kind of help me mm-hmm. go through so what, what kind of role did he play in those early times with you um I say like when I was like watching, when I was in, um, because he was a freshman. Cause you were probably up there, a but lot. yeah, because it was like twenty minutes right there. Yeah. Um, so I was up there, you know. Coach Moore was up there as well. Yeah. And then just seeing him, and I didn't, I knew he was good, but like to you, actually, like till I got into like those meeting rooms and like seeing him on the field, like cause he's I a lot bigger in person. Isn't he, he is. <laughs> and his, his hands is so big. I, he probably like. 
he probably is the second person, second um, person hands that like I've seen like the biggest hands I've seen. Yeah. And like seeing how like like when I'm in meeting room with him, just seeing how he's a really smart player. Like, right. He like he's like one of the like most like intelligent persons like in meeting room like breaking down different things and just just seeing you know what he sees and just seeing how he prepare you know each and every day. You know that's something that I feel like I needed to you know be around. Right. Um, and that's why I kind of chose it um, to be there, you know, get behind him, you know, seeing this early success that he had his freshman year. And like I said, just seeing him in practice, man, I just, because I would be going, it was like, because it was Deshaun, then Nick, and then me. And like, we would kind of like, me and Nick, she was like split the two reps sometimes, you know, yeah. I would sometimes run with the threes. And the scent you would just see like some of the plays, you know, he would make. And they say, no, you got going in, kind of yeah. like this. I was like, oh. Man. Now, was he really competitive, like, during those practice times and stuff? Because I know, like, all right, so he's going up against Christian and all those guys. So, oh, I imagine those those practices probably were pretty intense. Man, probably – not even probably, like <laughs> – Practices probably – practice were the games. Yeah. Then you got Coach V. Then, like you said, guys like Christian and Clea, they're going to talk, talk <laughs> so bad to you. Like, you know, don't let them make a play on you or whatnot because they're gonna like let it be known. But so, how like, was it when you went in, when you in practice and you line up against those guys? So, so just are they are they barking pretty loud? Oh yeah, it's like they're like coming, and then it's <laughs> but it's like the good on good, like 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 yeah. you see here at Abbeville, you know, just the competitive nature that you have within the programs, you know that you know that you see that you see on Saturdays the success, and you know, just going against that, and you know it helps you, it makes the game the game base easier. Yeah. And so, you know, it was good, you know, to be around all those guys. And one thing that um, for me, for looking for, like, being behind Deshaun, like, I didn't have to talk to him. Like, we had a good relationship, you know, where I could talk sure. to him. But for me, I was more like an observer. Like, yeah. I like to, you know, see how, you know, you go about, you know, the way that you do your thing. And I'm going to take, you know, a few of that and just add it to my toolbox, just sitting and just watching him, his demeanor. You know, in certain situations, especially like because you they 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 were going through a little bit of a transition too. Cause Coach Morris had just left, just left, and so Coach Scott and and those guys are coming in, and so so again, kind of coming in with a little bit more, a little bit more of a transition mm-hmm. kind of thing because they they tweaked the offense a lot with what yeah. they did, but their focus was really was on the run run yeah. game and really the quarterback run was a mm-hmm. big part of That's what they did, big part of it, and so um so I imagine just hearing that. Just getting that information, even even on the sideline, you know, during the game. I mean, you're still learning. I mean, yeah, still learning. And like, and look, I think that's one of the things the young guys that go to college now they don't realize. Like, always learn, always listen, because you never know what's gonna come back down the road. Yeah, exactly. Because, um, because like going through high school, you know, just me just being fortunate to have all the success that I had. You know, I didn't really. To be honest, I didn't really want to sit. And like just like wait, you know, I kind of sure. wanted to play, you know, like anybody else. And so it was like tough because like early on, I was like, Man, I, I know I can play, I know I can be out there. Right. And like two years, like a year or two later, I was like, I was not ready. <laughs> I don't care what I was, I don't care yeah. what I was telling myself, I was not ready. So it was good for me, like just sit behind him with him and Nick Schuster, another guy, and you know, just sit and learn. You know, those two years, yeah. you know, kind of helped me, you know, you know, my last three two years. So I want to go to a game you guys played down in Miami. <laughs> So first time Clemson been to Miami in a while, um, and I remember watching this game on TV, and those guys were talking so much smack. I remember the pregame, pre-game yeah, and they got into all kind of stuff. Yeah. And 
Because um, I remember Coach Sweeney at halftime, y'all didn't even go to the locker room. Mm-mm. Y'all were out there on the field. Yep. And he was like, we're not doing that. Yeah, we're gonna, like, he said, yeah, we're going to let them go first. We're just going to sit here and talk. And so we were like, and like he was talking, and like he stopped, and we were just sitting there, like just waiting for him to leave. And they're just kind of waiting for us to yeah. like come over there and do something. But yeah, it started in pregame because uh, I think it started with like maybe their receivers with our DBs or vice versa. Yeah. Like I think something like they're trying to take up because um, you're supposed to have like certain sections of the field, right. and they're trying to be all down there with our on our side. And like I can't, I was in, I had just ran into the locker room, and next thing you know, I hear everybody talking like. These guys, you know, they try to do all this talking and this and that. And Coach Sweeney come in, like, nope, we're not doing it. We're going to let our pads do all the talking and then look up. See, I think that was one of the things, you know, up to that point, you know, when kind of Clemson kind of turned, is when we started getting guys that had, wasn't afraid to show some swag back. Mm-hmm. I think when Carolina was successful against Clemson and stuff, they had, they had that. that. And and so that. I think you need that. So you had the guys like Mac, Alexander, and, mm-hmm. and Bolware and all them. They, no, they nah. were going. They were going to be there to meet that, and so I remember that game goes on, and, and and Clemson is just pounding Miami. So you get a chance to go in, and tell me if this story is right, because I th- I think I remember reading about this something about because your mom and dad didn't get a chance to go to that game, did they? <laughs> this is I think um, were they at most of the? I mean, they, they was at every game except for that one. I was, they was like because they always ask me like. Cause Miami's a nice little hike. It is, yeah. It was like <laughs> the, the crazy part is they came to Syracuse. Right. Oh my <laughs> I think that's even fun. Oh man! And so like they, they would always ask me like, you know, they call me Kelly. Like, Kelly, you want us to, um, you don't want us? To I was like, man, y'all ain't gotta come. Cause I was like, I'm probably ain't gonna play anyway. And so I was like, nah, it's good. And then like one time that like they they listened to yeah. me. And like. I, I instantly the first touchdown scored two touchdowns. It was but like, the first one was just like man, it's like the Red Sea party, mm-hmm. and you just had nothing but lane. And the thing I always remember about that is how many guys came to the mm-hmm. end zone yeah. for that touchdown and were there. And that that to me kind of resonated a lot because it kind of reiterated what I already knew how good of a teammate you were, mm-hmm. and, but how much those guys loved you. Yeah. And, and and even now, you see them do it now. Mm-hmm. Them, but that's just kind of that culture. Like, the culture they yeah. celebrate. Everything. If you on the field and you did – I think there was a kicker up there who who was a walk-on this year the first game, and he kicked it in the back of the end zone. They went out there sure. and about destroyed yeah. the guy. But that's but that's got to make you feel mm-hmm. good. Like, okay, all these guys are right here to yeah. meet me. Because the touchdown didn't matter in the end, end scheme. No. But for you, it's your first one, and – there they are. So I imagine that was pretty special. It was, uh, you know, you got. I mean, you said guys like Christian, like anybody. He was out there every yeah, time. Yeah, it don't matter if you can kick an <laughs> extra point or whatnot. They're gonna be out there going crazy. But like I said, it was. It wasn't just him. It was like guys in my class, like sure. Dion Kane, David look Jaron Curse, an older guy, and just a bunch of those guys. On Wayne, just like just celebrating. This is my first, like I said, first touchdown. All I remember just, I just seen it. I was like, I'm just finna run very fast and I don't know, you know, what's finna happen. Yeah. And that's ain't I look up, I'm in the end zone. But like I said, it's just a it's a Yeah, the commentators were talking about something totally different. They wouldn't even pay attention. <laughs> yeah, by that time, yeah. And then you're in the end zone and there's another I'm like, Y'all just did it my man like that. <laughs> so I was like, I, let me go and redo the announcing track. I'll do it right. Mm-hmm. I was gonna put it out there, but I never did. I was like, I was just so made me so mad. That was the only thing that made me mad about that. I was mm-hmm. like how can y'all like not talk about that? That's happening like right now yeah, in right. real time. <laughs> um, so, and then, um, so you get a, you get a chance to be a part of that team. Team goes on, goes to play Alabama, plays Alabama twice. Two thousand sixteen, 
talk to me about being in a national because not a lot of people get to, get to talk about being on the field for a national championship game. How what was the feeling that day? I mean, do you remember kind of how everybody was going into that? Because it, I mean, it was such a it was such a huge feel the first time, but then the second time, I imagine it was even more. Oh yeah, like first time, you know, it's first time that been back since like 81 yeah and you know, everybody decided and it you know, came up short but um I can always remember um when we got back to the stadium the amount of people that was there right you know, just like you know so to congratulate us you know even though that we lost and then just going back you know fast forward to the year you know you could I could kind of like see it building up to because we had the game um NC State the nail biter right um what was the other one was it um, Florida State was a nail biter too, and then we lost and then, Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh in the Louisville game. I was like, I was like, hold on, some some good is gonna come out of it. I know it is. By the way, that Louisville game. Was, oh, that that was probably by far that's probably the best game I ever watched. I was about halfway up in the upper deck because we were there all the way from game day up to that time. Mm-hmm. That, that game was crazy. Yeah, and I'm and I'm at that time I was doing signals and I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, I got, it's like I'm on the field because I'm like, wow, this is like a legit, you know, just seeing Deshaun and Lamar like go at it, man. It right. was, that was just a special game. Because that was pretty much, I think if if they win that, then they probably got a good shot to get yeah. get to the championship game and then get to the national mm-hmm. championship game. So that was a big game. It was. And then. Um, but you guys are down there. and Down there, there, yeah. And getting so. Getting ready. I, I always remember um, just like looking, because I, We'll be in kind of like a room like this, going through walkthroughs in our suit before we go to the stadium, and um, just seeing it and the look in everybody's eyes, like okay, I, I kind of get a vibe for what's going on. Yeah. And what a lot of people don't know is the first year, we actually was running late to the game. Oh, wow. We didn't actually. I'm not saying that I'm excusing anything, but it's kind of like yeah. funny, like you just like know. A lot of people know we didn't even get to like nobody warmed up for like probably like five minutes. That's it because we was like late. Oh man. So it was kind of like we was trying to like get it going. But anyway, fast forward, um, and then I always remember um, that last drive. Cause like I said, I'm calling plays, and we're doing like two-minute drill. So it's kind of like I'm being being the main guy. I'm like kind of like trying to be in the zone. Like, like I'm on the field, too, because I'm got to communicate the play. And just seeing like Deshaun and everybody just go play for play for play all the way down the field. So at the end of I mean, it was a crazy drive, man. It catch, was a special. Big catch after big catch, and then just – Little Renfro, man. Little Renfro, man. <laughs> How was he, man? I got a chance to meet him. Uh, it was last year. He was over here in Anderson, and uh, I got a chance to talk to him just real briefly. But he seems like he's just—he's just like dad, you know. He's just dad big brother, here. just kind of that guy. And uh, mm-hmm. I, what a cool, what a cool player he is, being he, man. He's a neat player. Because um, like you look at him, talk about somebody else. who took respect from people. Like yeah. you had to respect him. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> Ain't no way, like this guy is, you know, who everybody's talking about. But man, he's a real great guy. Yeah. Um, to be around, just play with, great teammate, man. Um, because you go to the next year now, you depend on that. Mm-hmm, because yeah. now he's got that experience now, two years in, and now he's got you. You're, you're there running the show. So I imagine that relationship had to be it, really good. It helped a lot. Um, just communication on the sideline with him. Like I said, an older guy, you know, just been there, done that, you know. Whenever some things that I don't may not see, you know, that he can see, you know, yeah. he would just communicate, you know, those things to me. So, you know, this he was a really great guy, you know, for the program sure. and also, you know, for me as a teammate as a friend. I think that's one thing that, you know, 
when you go back and you look at this, man, you just, you've been around such so many good dudes. Uh, I mean, that's dude. think about a lot of guys don't have that kind of opportunity mm-hmm. at, at any level, much less you know almost you know these two levels of, of high intense competitive football. And right. It's like man, I got all these guys here, and just I imagine that just means a lot to you too dude. when you look back now and you think about it. So you go and you you you, you start quarterback going to 2017 and um, going through that year. And I want to go. I want to go through that year to the Carolina game because now this is, you know, anytime you play quarterback at Clemson, it's like okay, Carolina game. I mean, got to get that game. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's that that's the game that's you got to get. So it's so it's down there at Williams Bryce. Now I want. Now I've always wanted to ask you this question because that was the infamous water bottle game when the when the students and stuff. Did you ever get hit by a water bottle? Because I know one time <laughs> you was in the end zone, and I don't know if you were. Speaking to anybody in particular, <laughs> but you were facing that way, and I'm thinking, "Oh, Kelly's about to get hit by a water bottle or something." I don't know. It was kind of crazy, wasn't mm-hmm. it? It was crazy. Cause, Cause that did that start in the pregame too? It started in pregame. It probably it probably started the whole week, to be honest. Cause like leading up to it, man, you got because year before that we beat them like really beat bad. Yeah, convincingly, and then they had just had got ranked. I think it was like 24. So it was a top 25 matchup. Yeah, you know they're feeling themselves, but. Like I said, it's just Clemson, Carolina. It don't matter. No one's got to sure. win. You know, me being from South Carolina. It's night game, too. Night game, man. And just, it, it was like, the intensity was already built up for the game. And like I said, I remember in the end zone, yeah, I, I said a few things, <laughs> you know. so It's hard not to, though. Yeah, <laughs> especially like time, you know, especially with our locker room where it is. And they're talking instantly time you, you know, get there. So, I'm sure they wouldn't quote Bible verses at all. Oh, no. Nah, every, every name in the book. Every name in the book, man. Universal cuss words. Yes. But, you know, I, I you love it. Um, you know, that's, that's the energy. That's what – y'all feed off that. Exactly. I mean, so, just, it's not a game if you don't have that kind of energy exactly. now. Which is why it's hard to watch the games now because you just don't get that kind of atmosphere now. It's crazy. Um, but that game um, turned out to be a really good game. You guys win 34-10. Uh, you got a couple touchdowns in that game. I know that game. I know that game. You talk about Renfro. What was it like on that play? Because that was like right after halftime, and it was still kind of a close game. But that mm-hmm. game kind of broke it open, and so yeah. you you roll out, hit him. So what's that viewpoint? Because he's like got everybody in the dust. Yeah, like that was a big play. It was. It was just like a simple little, little dunk pass, and then that thing. You know, <laughs> like we was all surprised because like he made. Okay, we honestly we'll see. We know we know he'll make. Couple guys, maybe one sure. or two guys miss, but like you make one or two miss. They say, no, he cuts all the way back across the field. I'm like, hold on, that's rough road. Then you see all the guys, and then see Kane running down yep. beside him, mm-hmm. and he's, he's just like, just chilling. Like, just, he's not blocking, he's just trying to get the dude away. And so I'm like, oh, okay. Then, like, after that, it's kind of just like everything, you know, just went from there. And then you guys go to the ACC championship game and you get Miami again. Mm-hmm. Now, now we have, now we in turnover chain. Yeah, that, that Miami's back. They saying, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> Miami is back." We got turnover chains, and it just felt like again. I wasn't at that game, but watching on TV, it just felt like a lot of like y'all have been listening to that all week, and so it was like, okay, we're gonna go ahead and do something about this. This yep. this was crazy because I remember y'all y'all put on the pretend chains. Mm-hmm. Yep. You did it one yeah, time, I didn't did, you? Because it was me and Riri on McLeod. He was always good with like the handshake celebration. He's like, all right, bro, if you score, I score. Um, we're gonna put the chain on or whatnot. <laughs> and then, you know, I think it was might have been my first, it was first rushing touchdown. He did that, 
Then, like, everybody, like, took it from there. And then, you know, it was just a great night, you know, three-phase offense, defense, Because you, you, you were, like, clicking. Like, I think you – didn't you, like – you didn't have an incompletion. The first 15 passes think, were, like, money, wasn't it? Well, I think it well, – Was it more than that? It was, it was something like that. I know it was a record. And I didn't – to be honest, I didn't even know. Yeah, like, I was, it just – the flow of the game yeah, just Yeah, I'm just, like, way. in zone. And then I say, you know, I'm, like, looking, like – and we like really like it's probably like the best we've like clicked you know all year and yeah. then um then everything you know happened from there you know 30 30 something four like yeah, three something they, like that it was dominant yeah, it was dominant. a dominant game um so you go you go to Sugar Bowl and get Alabama again and and that game doesn't work out uh the way everybody is wanting what were kind of your feelings after that game because I I mean not, not that, you know, because always says, well, you talk about all the big games and the wins, but I mean, the losses all matter too because yeah. you, you don't learn anything. You don't grow if you mm-hmm. don't fall down. Right. Like my kids, my kids get on the bike, learn to ride a bike. If they fall down, they're not going to sit there and learn anything if they sit there and like with the bike on top of them. Mm-hmm. You got to get back up and try right. again. So, so what were some of the takeaways from that game? Because that was just, that was just a tough game. It was. Um, the guys, they, they put all 11 guys on defense on, in, in the league right now, something that was like a that. Crazy good defense. It was, yeah, it was, man. And then like, what I really was really crazy, like how fast like the game went for me. It was like yeah. first quarter, and, like instantly. It's like fourth quarter, the game's over. And like looking back on it, uh, I remember just watching it literally like the next day. Um, it only was a few plays, you know, within the game yeah. that could have been like the difference. It was, it was real close. It was real close, and you know, granted, like what the scoreboard may have said, but like breaking it down is like maybe if you know a play or two, you know, might have went, yeah. one might have felt like you know in our way, in our favor, and maybe could have been a different game. You know, just could have been a spark, spark for us. Yeah. And so you know, just just knowing you know the game within the game, you know how valuable you know each play is, because you never know. Yeah. Um, you know, it's because, you know, you hear it, but like for me, just, you know, being, you know, in that situation and just seeing, you know, firsthand, you know, how important it is. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you just, uh, you go out of that game and it's just tough, but now this comes to the Alabama thing now is like, <laughs> well, we just might as well mark it down. Yeah. It's like it's chalk every might year now. Might as well be a rivalry at that point. And, yeah. and it, that's what it became. It mm-hmm. became a big time rivalry. Um, so I know. A lot has been made, a lot has been talked about, a lot's been documented on everything that happened um, from the transition in 2018. So just because of that, I don't want to spend a lot of time on that because that's we've been there, done that. People know that story. We know everything about it. I want to talk about the, the decision to go to Missouri because um, – so you made the decision to transfer. And, again, that rule being put in place – I mean, that was kind of like you were kind of like the trendsetter for that in a, in a lot of ways. Not that that was your intention, you know, like I'm going to be one that's going to make an NCAA rule famous now. Mm-hmm. But it was like, I mean, you had that. And so now that's such a big thing now. And even like this year, the guys like don't even have, they don't even lose the eligibility yeah, this year because of crazy, the COVID bro. stuff. So how, what was, I'm trying to think about how to ask this. Who were the first ones that, to, that you kind of reached out to or reached out to you after that process when you, all right, now I'm going to transfer, going to start brand new somewhere else? Was there anybody that jumped out? Was Missouri the first one or was there somebody else or anybody else out there? Mm, first one um, was Arkansas, of course, with Coach, um, Mars, Coach yeah. Morris, Arkansas, and North Carolina. And um, like I said, with the rule, like, coming into play, 
you know, we had saw it when it, like August, and I was like, dang, I wish that would, dang, I wish that rule would have been around. Like my freshman, year, I could have, you know, got my year back, like save a year. Sure. And then like not Cause even not because the, the bad side you have to see it. Yeah, 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 like like you can play like four games, and then you know you still can you know have your your year you know opposed to not playing at all, getting no experience. So I was like, you know, that's a great rule, you know, for younger guys and yeah. whatnot. You know, me not thinking, you know, what's going to, you know, occur, you know, later on. And so, like, you know, when everything happened, um, took advantage of it. And then, like, people was, like, coming up, like, oh, this is Kelly Bryant rule. Now we're going to change it to that. Because, like, like I said, just being, like, the trendsetter, being, like, the first one to do it. And but it's then, a tough decision. Yeah, it is. It By far, by far. It's kind of similar to, like, you know, how it was here, you know, Abbeville. Kind of, like, different situation. Right. But, like, just for us, like, leaving your guys yeah. and whatnot. Um, and so, like I said, Arkansas and then um, um, North Carolina and then Missouri, that was probably like a little bit later down the road. Yeah. And to be honest, because like when you go through like getting recruited as Clemson, um, I committed early. So yeah. like I committed like during basketball season my junior year. And so like once you commit, you can't take any visits because yeah. it's kind of like a relationship. You know, you can't be entertaining, you know, anyone else. So this so, was like a true free agency kind of deal. Exactly. Yeah. And so I didn't get to like go on any other visits, you know, other than the Clemson one. So I was like, yeah. this time around, I'm for sure going to take all five right. of my visits. Because yeah. you're at North Carolina. Yeah. I was, <laughs> you got you know, all I these different like, places and stuff like that. Yeah. I was like, just just wanting to see, a, you know, whatever school I had to offer. Um, like I said, I went to North Carolina, uh, Arkansas. Um, yeah. Auburn. Was Auburn in that? Auburn. They, they came late on. Yeah. Because actually, you know, that's where I really wanted to go, um, but I never got an offer, yeah. and it was just like crazy, you know, how things, you know, just turned around. Um, so Auburn came, then Miami was actually in the mix, but I had I had a visit set, I canceled it, and then went to Auburn. Just some things wasn't, you yeah. know, really right, you know, what I felt, you know, what I needed to be. Then um, I went to Mississippi State. Uh, it was a, it was a few yeah. more of the schools that, you know, was you know, contacting me, but I had to, you know, narrow it down so I could get those five visits. So, yeah. you know, like I said, it was definitely free agency, but, you know, I kind of was like, this is how I feel to be a five-star player. So, yeah, it was cool. And, and you knew you, you knew you had that one shot to kind of mm-hmm. get there. So what we're going to do is I'm, we're going to, we're going to take a little quick break here. We're going to come back. I want to finish out that talk. I want to give enough time to talk about your time in Missouri because it was uh, your final year there mm-hmm. and, and it kind of wrap up some stuff there. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back with just more and just a little bit with Kelly Bryant. All right, folks, what's going on? Part two here with my man Kelly Bryant, finishing up some conversation with him. We have gotten up to the point where he's about to make a decision to go and finish up his college football career. So now we talked about the schools that kind of were in the mix and stuff. So what what was it about Missouri that kind of sold you on them? Because now you go from the Palmetto State and the, and the lovely weather scheme that we have here, and that's a totally different, totally different deal out there. But also it's – it is away from everything else. Mm-hmm. All the the talk, all the social media, all the things that were going on around everything that was you, it was kind of an escape. So did that play a little bit part in that too? Um, it did, um, for sure. I just, at that point, I just feel like I just needed to just kind of like get away right. from, from like, you know, just kind of like this area because like everything that was going on, you know, just allowed me just to 
just go in a little hole for a little minute, sure. just get myself, you know, back together and, you know, just get ready for, you know, my last year. But just looking at it, just like from um, a business side of it, I looked at um, you know, the offense, you know, which they was running, um, Derek Dool at the time. Yeah. You know, he had just came from the Dallas Cowboys, so just NFL head, you know, there and, you know, where I'd be in the meeting room. Then just looking at the, the, the year before I got there, um, Drew Locke, you know, that was his um, – that was his first year in the system. You know, just the success that he had in that system, you know, in the year, you know, years of learning the system. Right. And I was like, you know, if, you know, they had the pieces, you know, for, you know, offense, you know, for me, you know, just to come in. And yeah. I just feel like it should be a perfect fit for me. Um, and so, you know, I just told him, you know, I'm coming over. It was actually a, a visit that they came down. They didn't even know I was you know, going to commit. Um, and then it was probably like four or five days no, not, not for it. Imagine like been a week, a week before I announced. Yeah, I just remember Coach O was like, "All right, man, don't don't go, don't go flipping on me." <laughs> and I was like, "Nah, you know, it, was, it was a team. I, I'm not gonna say that they made a really strong push late in the end." Yeah. But you know, I had to go with my gut and my heart. Um, so you know, that's why I just decided, you know, just go to Missouri. You know, just. So you got an SEC country now, mm-hmm. even though it feels weird calling them SEC <laughs> that far out there. It's just it it's different a little bit. But mm-hmm. um, so we were talking about before we started recording today the difference in in the practices because you talk about Clemson, he's mostly afternoon kind of practices. So now you get the wake up call for practices up there. And what kind of weather were you looking at? Up there? Man, it's like <laughs> twenty and below, especially like in the mornings too. I mean, I, I'm supposed to throw football in this. <laughs> I, the crazy thing, I, I did like when it was, of course, when it was hot. I like practicing in the morning. You know, you sure. you get it over with, and you just have meetings throughout the day. And so, like once it started getting cold, it's like, golly, yeah. God, I just remember, um, it was senior night, um, the night before we played Tennessee that Friday night. It actually like snowed, like it was snowing right. like hard, field covering all. Then like it was a night game the next day, and. Snow gone. It's like yeah. sunny. It just the next thing you know, just cold. I was like, this is just weird. It's, weird. it's like bipolar. Is, yeah, <laughs> for sure. But so, so you you get adjusted to that part of things. But so what's life like out there in Missouri? What what was some of the big differences out there as far as like the atmosphere, the you know the things that you kind of grown up around as opposed to what you went to there? What was some of the things that that stood out to you? Uh, I said out the gate was the food. It was different. Yeah. Um, no, they're known for like barbecue. Yeah. I, I didn't even know like, especially like, because Kansas City was like two hours and like, basically around in that area is big barbecue. And I didn't even know that until yeah. I, you know, I had it, but you know, I feel like it's nothing compared to Southern barbecue. But the food was like different um, for me, because um, you know, being, you know, raised up on Southern food, sure. you know, it's nothing like it. And then what they're calling Southern food was nothing like what <laughs> I, like, yeah, it was like, nope. like, it don't taste right. It's like trying to call sweet tea, sweet tea. Exactly. York, it's like, no, it's not sweet tea. Mm-hmm. Um, did you get it? Did you get a chance to go to any pro games while you were out there? Um, or did you just, it was everything just all Yeah, I was just, yeah, full just blast. full blast there. Cause when I first initially went out there, that first spring semester, I didn't, I didn't have my car out there. So you know, I oh, was man. just, yeah, I was just kind of stuck, you know, at the, could be days, you know, we work out in the morning. Um, and it would have like meetings probably like we work out probably like seven and meetings at like three and then I have student study hall and maybe stuff here and there and I'd be at the facility from like 
seven to probably like five because like at the time I'm still trying to learn sure. offense. So and I, I didn't have a car, so I, I didn't yeah. feel like Ubering or like. So you probably got tired of the bookstore and the library. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I got tired. Of so y'all got to get something new in here for me to look at. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I've just been at the facility a lot of the, those days. You know, Monday through Saturday, just just trying to you know just learn offense and yeah. just get acclimated to the you know the program and also the guys as well. Yeah. Well, and you talked about you having some weapons up there, man. Tell me how big Albert O is in person because on TV he looked ginormous. No, that's like I don't know, dude. like I don't know what his locker room area looked like when he was around <laughs> his locker, room, but he just looked like a beast dude. up there. No, nah, he's what a weapon he was. He man. was a weapon, man. Six six. And a guy that can move. He was. That's why I say he was more. He was a different kind of agile, mm-hmm. you know, for his size. I mean, because he would make cuts and breaks out there on them routes, and and it's like, man, oh yeah, you just get it up. And yep. he's gonna get it. Big body. It's kind of like you know, like I say, his big frame. Was, but he kind of like moved like a receiver in a right. sense. So, you know, doing have different things, you know, set up for him. You know what? You know, just I've never been around you know a, a tight end like that. So that was kind of yeah. you know good. But, you know, just having guys like him. But, you know, it was, it was kind of a crazy year, too, because, you know, with all the sanctions that we had early on. Yeah, because you find out when you get up there, you guys are not going to be able to go to bowl games. Yeah, so, so you pretty uh, much are just playing for the season now. Yeah, we're just playing. Just playing, you know, it's, it's, it was kind of it was kind of tough, you know, for younger guys to, you know, take. Sure. Because, you know, I think because they had just went to a bowl game the past year. And, you know, you know, the successes in the program, you know, the second year within the offense – you know, just kind of just trying to, you know, take the next step. Yeah. And then, you know, we get that. You know, for me, it, it kind of it, – it did kind of suck, man, because, you know, just I've been so fortunate enough to go to, like, those playoffs and have those yeah. bowl games. And then, like, the guys would be – before that, guys were, like, asking, you know, how is it, you know, being in the college yeah. football playoff. And then I just remember um, Coach Owen just had, like, a team meeting. We just put down, like, team goals and, you know – Know, goals, you know, win the SEC championship and get to a playoff, and then you know, instantly, probably like a few days later, you know, that's all yeah. out the door. Wow. And then, man, like I said, it was just it was just a weird time, um, especially early on. But you know, we just had to, you know, just older, older guys took the initiative, just keep pressing forward. You know, you know the they was the school was going to peel it. And, you know, we just gonna have to wait and see. Yeah. But until then, you know, just control what we control. You guys, um, but a lot of credit to that team because that team could have just folded. Yeah, guys could have. could have could have bailed and whatnot, mm-hmm. but y'all press on and, and you get a chance to play South Carolina again <laughs> with a different jersey on. Different jersey. Now it's funny because I looked at the stats for both the games for when you were at Clemson against them and at Missouri, and it's funny because both games thirty four points was was the <laughs> was the win inside score, mm-hmm. right? So. At, against Carolina when you were at Clemson, you threw for 272 yards. Missouri was 227. So all the numbers are there. And then you got two touchdowns. To beat. So it was kind of eerie, man. Like, kind of similar games because mm-hmm. the first halves were a little bit struggle yeah, was, off the, off the, out of the gate, but then kind of put it together late. Yeah, I just remember. Because did any of those guys come up to you before the game or anything? Did they remember you? Um, Jay. Then you had Feaster there as well. That's right. That's right. Um, Jay, you're at Feaster. Um, how weird was it seeing Fisher? It was real. It was weird. I know it was like really weird for you know just with the Clemson Carolina sure. game, but um, I just remember that week because, um, like I said, it's being from South Carolina. Just knowing, you know, 
about them and then Cause did you did you find yourself telling guys like guys we're not losing these guys yeah like that's what kind of was like <laughs> for me like my struggles early in that game I was because I, I wanted so I, I wanted it so bad so I'm sure. not losing I'm not because I like never didn't, cause I didn't want to say that I lost to um, South Carolina <laughs> and then it, it kind of was affecting me and my play like I'm just pressing too much and like Coach Dooley was like calm down yeah like calm down you're good you don't have to do you know too much and then like that second half you know it's kind of I got more relaxed, more comfortable, then, you know, just a little fortunate enough to get the win. And yeah. now I'm able to say I never lost to him. There so, you, you know, that's just a good feeling to have. Yeah. yeah. I have no problem rubbing that in the face when <laughs> you deal with Gamecock fans. Mm-hmm. But, but again, I mean, it had to be special. I it mean, was just to get special. that. And then uh, you talked about Jay and your relationship. You had a really interesting relationship with him. Tell me a little mm-hmm. bit about that relationship and, and how much you guys kind of grew close together. So, um, man, so my senior year, um, I found out because we got the same quarterback coach. We trained together and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so I think it was like the last few weeks I found out, you know, had, you know he's going to be coming into the program. And, you know, right when I was leaving, uh, I think he came, might have been summer. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, like right when school let out. And so I, like, I kind of already knew him, like great guy. You know, didn't really know too much about him. But then, like, you know, as I'm at Clemson, I would come down and just talk to him. And he's just down-earth kid, yeah. man. Just, you know, what you see is what you get. And, you know, he's a brother to me. And, you know, he's been a advocate, you know, of, you know, his faith. You sure. know, And then, you know, also, you know, whatever, all the stuff that's been going on, like on social the racial injustice and yeah. everything, just being one of those guys that have been using his voice, um, you know, for the greater good. So, you know, it's been really good to see, you know, him. But that's just something I already knew, sure. you know, before everything, you know, got to what it is today. How um, – and you talked a little bit about that, and um, and I want to come back to that here in just a minute. But um, so you just, you finish up things at, at Missouri, getting ready for the draft. So was there anything particular that, that you were told going into that? Did, did, did scouts tell you anything? What kind of – I guess what I'm trying to say is what kind of what kind of guidance do you get in that process? Because I was talking to Keenan about that with the process he went through, and he said it's pretty rigorous about getting to from A to B to C to D and all the points in between. So there's a lot that goes on. So I just take you through end of the year because like we didn't have no bowl game, so instantly yeah. I came home maybe like a week, um, a week, and because I had I was dealing with a hamstring injury that pretty much sure. the middle of the season. And so I was training out there in Dallas at a place called MJP Michael Johnson Performance. Mm-hmm. And so I was, because I had got invited to the, the Shrine Bowl um, down in Tampa um, for like the, it was like middle of January. So and I'm like, okay, I need to get as much, you know, treatment on my hamstring and kind of get a jump on training, you know, for us, you know, just get on the board, you know, being in prep for interviews. And, and then I found out that. Um, I had to make a phone call to the NFL Combine people to see, like, if I had an uh, invite from the Combine. And at the time, mine was, like, pending. And so my agent was like, you know, if you do good, you know, during the practices and you do what you need to do, you know, you get an invite to the Combine. So I'm like, okay. Got an invite to the Combine. Well, I did really, did really good, do what I need to do at the um, game to get an invite. And so now we get to the Combine. Yeah. And so, like, I'm talking to, like, older guys that went through it. And they're like, man, listen, those are going to be like some tough three or four, I think three or four days. Yeah. No long nights, early mornings, 
not even football related outside of like the meeting with the different teams, but like boys like the physicals and all the psychiatric, you know, stuff, you know, that test they take you through. And then like the IQ test and all that stuff. And so I'm trying to prepare myself and like instantly from time you get off that plane until you're out there on the field, it's like everybody's like watching every little thing, how you right. dress, how you talk, to, how you interact with you know different players or like coaches, and then like how you are, how you control, how you construct yourself, you know, in the means with the teams, because like you get into these means, it's like you and the coach, kind of like this, you and the coach got an iPad, you know, he's gonna try to get everything as much as he can on you, sure. like from like time he was born to like to this mean like yeah. now. And like you just take them through your journey, and you know, you know if you have some issues, you know they're gonna act like they don't know, but like you can't lie to them because they know, you know they've done their research way before they even brought you in for a meeting. And then like you looking at the film, you would think they'll pull up all your good plays, but they're pulling up every bad play you got, trying to see like, yeah. you know, where's your head at, where's your, like what you thinking. So it was just like a long, rigorous process, but you know, just being. I can say that everything I went through kind of prepared me for it. Sure. Um, so, you know, get to that. And so now we're going towards pro day. Didn't get to do that. So, you know, I can't really get my two cents on that. But I just know the importance of a pro day is, you yeah. know, just showcasing your 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 abilities to those teams, you know, on that day. And then we get to draft day. And I receive information, you know, where what was going to be my sleep. You know, a little bit towards the later rounds and possibly, you know, I draft the free agent. But, you know, if I didn't get drafted, you know, it was a deal kind of in place, you know, for me and talk to the team and whatnot. But, but at the same time, this is business. Right. So, you know, Keenan Keen already told me you know, everything about, you know, the whole process before. And But it's, like I said, you don't really know till you're actually right. going through it. It and, can be a little bit. It's, it's not it, – there's a reason why – what I gathered from him, there's a reason why there's such a small percentage of guys that it make is. it. Because it's, you think, well, the finished product, what you see on TV, that that's, you, you just get to that. But there's like, there's a whole month, so bunch much. of stuff that you have to get through that, I mean, because these, these owners are investing in players. Yeah. They're investing in a, their investment is the investment. So mm-hmm. it's like, there is a lot of – that's why I always find it hard when people talk about bad NFL players or sorry NFL players. I'm like, no. no. I mean, it's a small percentage it of guys is. that get there. I remember Liam Lott came and talked at one of the ring ceremonies here, and he was talking about that. He said, look, guys, he said, you know, you know, it's just like not everybody's going to get a college scholarship all the time. Not everybody's going to go. I mean, it's a small percentage. And when you get in there to stay, to stay in there, I mean – you make it five years. It used to be like you make it ten or twelve. Now, if you make it five uh, years, that's great. That's like the that's like your your goal and mm-hmm. stuff. So, so that kind of leads us back to where we started this whole interview. Is you're kind of in that position of kind of floating. You've had some tryouts and some things like that, and, and still kind of waiting and seeing. But I imagine it's probably a little hard too because you're like you want to be doing something. It <laughs> is. I mean, like so what, I- what? 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 In, in a pandemic here. <laughs> In the, in the transitional year, so mm-hmm. what is Kelly Bryant doing with his spare time, <laughs> other than the workouts stuff? Because I know you're still working out and stuff. Yeah, I'm still working out. So I mean, spare time. You know, I've been trying to get into some reading, just kind of like just feed my soul a little bit. Yeah. Um, just doing stuff like that. You know, fish whenever I can. 
Um, trying to get you a big fisherman, aren't you? I'm, 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 I'm a little bit. You know, I don't really catch a lot, but I, I love to. You it's know, peaceful. It's peaceful, man. Especially like, like you said, with everything going on, just get away from it a little bit. Sure. And I enjoy cooking as well. Um, that's what I'm trying to like learn a little bit more. So, you know, just doing all you need is uh, look. I can see it right now. Kelly Bryant YouTube cooking channel. I mean, <laughs> Everybody be telling me to do it. But I'm you get you a griddle and everything. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm, yeah. I don't know. I might have to take you up on that. I'm telling you now. Mm-hmm. People, listen. I, I, and I won't take any credit for that idea. But I'm just saying you can have that idea. I'm just saying that. <laughs> You don't realize, man. I mean, this this pandemic has caused people like like even me and you doing this. This this is not anything special or grand, but it's just it's you gotta have an outlet for something. You gotta have something for the creative juices to get out. Yeah. You get on there, start flipping food around on YouTube, man. You are gonna get a lot of draws on that. So I'm just saying, keep yeah, that in the I'm back of your mind. mind. Yes, sir. You gotta get your arsenal together because you gotta have enough to have a recurring episode exactly. you know, and all that stuff like that. Um. I want to, as we kind of close things down here, I want to talk about your relationship with your mom and dad. I mean, they've been such a big part of your life, mm-hmm. big part of, of your upbringing, big part of all these tough, tough decisions uh, that have gone on in your life. Tell me about your relationship with them, where, where it stands now, because, I mean, like I said, you guys have been through a lot together, mm-hmm. and, you know, you could very easily be like staying somewhere else, living in another city or something mm-hmm. like that. How, how, how special it is to be with your parents and and to be back in this area uh, when you can be? Um, it's a lot. Big, special, very special to me. Um, you know, just like the journey, um, I say from time I can remember, like playing sports, you know, in particular, just not to sport anything um, that I just wanted to be a part of. I just remember, you know, they just had my, they just being very supportive. Um, so I remember, we'll, especially like middle school, we'll be playing like, in West Oak, Dakersville, Wahala, like three, two crazy um, places. Yeah, crazy places. Like, who would think you know going to drive all the way that far for a game? <laughs> and like, I'd look up my folks there, and like sometimes they wouldn't even let me know that they're not going to come. But just like just knowing that you know during the time when I was young, you know, I really didn't understand it. Sure. But like now, just like as I've grown and just kind of like just seeing things for what it is, like. I was like, man, like that, that, that love and support, you know, that's just genuine. Um, you know, that's something, you know, that, you know, when I get older and have kids, you know, that's what I want to be able, that's what I want to be doing, you know, for my kids and allow them to see, yeah. and, you know, just support their dreams and then, you know, whatever they want to do. So, and then also, um, I don't even know if she's going to see this, but, you know, for my mom, you know, my mom and dad both played sports, you know, in high school, all multiple, multiple sports. And, What's been like, what kind of pushed me um, when she told me this was like, um, a bas- like when she was playing basketball, a coach came by, a college coach came by, and they wanted to talk to her. And, you know, she didn't like have that guidance, you know, like, yeah. that, you know, her, around her to like, you know, to make her feel like she would go play at the next level. And she was like, told the coach that she didn't, she didn't want to talk to him because she didn't think she was good enough to play at the next level. Yeah. And then once she told me that, she was like, that's probably one of the biggest regrets that she had, yeah. you know, as, you know, just coming through. And then, you know, just seeing that and um, just having her push me and my dad and also my sister, man, it's just that support system. It's just been really great for me. Yeah. Um, especially like, you know, now, especially now, you know, in the time of uncertainty. Because um, it's a lot easier now to get more discouraged with stuff. Like, it is. I, I'm dealing with that now, like dealing with student ministry, not being able to 
to go full blast and have a full calendar of stuff to do and it's mm-hmm. it's tough it, it your mental game has to be really on point it is because like i mean i'm just rewind back to draft night because you know just looking at it um just being from a small town Cowan falls abbeville i still say i'm from abbeville sure sure and then um you know coming from rent too you know i kind of marked those three places like my hometowns yeah and um, just I just kind of just wanted you know like draft night to serve like as an inspiration to like the younger kids, man. Like go to school, get a, a degree first and foremost, but just allow them to see that it can be done. Right. You know, here in a small town, like you know, young kids. You know, some of them may know me. I don't even know, but you know, I I, I still follow everybody. You know, I just wanted you know just to, you know that night you know serve you know so. You know motivation but also you know now looking at it you know cause i was kind of down you know down about it but you know now you know just at a time you know where not really being tested yeah. um you know a lot a lot of my face being tested you know i, I ain't a lot even tested you know if you know is this gonna be something that i want to continue to pursue but you know just just looking at it you know from the outside in you know i, you know, I just have a a good firm belief that you know if you continue to you know put your faith and trust you know whatever you want and you know you put your forth your full effort you know and just you know not leave anything to chance you yeah. know things will work out you know whether it's you know however you want it to be or maybe you know I could be inspiration to you know somebody you know behind me um so you know just just seeing how things work out and just you know just allowing myself to you know just kind of be like a little inspiration you know if, if maybe if Maybe somebody, a little kid, could be listening to this right now. Right. You know, just take something from it. So, well, and I think that's the thing is like, you know, you you don't have too many people sometimes nowadays find easy excuses out of doing something or, or an easy excuse out of honoring a commitment or an easy, you know, find some kind of excuse to not follow through. And a lot of that's defined by their surroundings. Mm-hmm. So I think in that way, you've been very fortunate because you've been around. A support system yep. that not a lot of guys get mm-hmm. and that's key and I think you know obviously you know I've talked to a lot of these guys these former players and they talk about their relationships with the younger kids you know like Keenan and Reggie are going back coaching, coaching now right. and Ash has done some coaching and stuff and uh, Duke's done some I mean mm-hmm. they're all of them talk about that it's like you know this is the most I can give is like giving them just that encouragement and that yep. understanding like you know, it, it it may not be all have all the bows and the ribbons and the and the parades and all the stuff like that, but there's big accomplishments out there if you just you keep your nose to the grind and yeah. you make sure you have good people. I think it's important to have good people around you. That's that's where it starts at. Um, I guess that's what I t- kind of took um, early on when I was coming up, just having good like people and like friends that you know that surround you. You know that you know want to be better for what sees themselves you know in a certain way, you know for us like wanting to do something sure. with their life later on down the road. So I, like I said, that kind of helped me you know for us like who I, you know trust you know to be around me and vice versa. Um, I want to finish up with this thought because you talked about it a little bit with uh, with all the stuff that is going on this past year with uh, with the social injustices and the things and and seeing a lot of these guys now that you you know and and had contact with. Mm-hmm kind of being a different kind of voice mm-hmm. being a different kind of inspiration how has that kind of spoken to you because you know being kind of a little bit away from the limelight so to speak mm-hmm. but obviously seeing a lot of these guys and stuff because whether people realize it or not there is 
there is still a risk thing sometimes when you do speak out for right. things. No matter what it is, it can mm-hmm. be about anything. But there's always a step of risk there. Right. So to see these guys like Trevor, like Darian, these guys at Clemson, and then Jay talked about at Carolina, some of these other guys. I think the guy, uh, Big Marv down there at Florida State was big. Mm. Seeing these guys kind of speak out, how does that really uh, encourage you with everything that's going on? To be honest, like, I always was, like, told how much, you know, as a student athlete, you know, these programs, you have a voice. Yeah. But, like, now, you know, I really understand, like, how much of a voice, what now me and also, I guess, like, other other um, athletes that's at these schools now, like, starting to see how much impact, you know, that their voice has, you know, being heard. And then you can see, like, schools and, like, different people are starting to, like, listen and also want to hear, you know, whatever, you know, we have to say. Because you got to have conversations. Right. Exactly. If you don't talk about it at all, then nobody's winning. No, nobody's winning. And then two sides are unhappy. And then, you know, it could lead to, you know, disputes and whatnot. Yeah. But... Just like I said, just having those conversations, like kind of like simple of what we're just doing right now, just talking. Yeah. And then just, you know, just, you know, as long as it's presented well, you know, just to where it's not like bashing each other, but also just, you know, letting your point, your point be heard and your voice be heard. And then that's all, that's all you can ask for. Yeah. And I always, I even like with my own daughter, cause we've had, you know, we've had so many conversations just this year, everything from this pandemic, to all the the stuff that we've seen on the TV, to all the politics stuff that's just so divisive, mm-hmm. all those things, and just hearing her have so many questions, mm-hmm. having so many thoughts, and it's just like you know sometimes we just need to stop and listen. Mm-hmm. We just need to listen to people because it's not about being always the loudest voice in the room, mm-hmm. the, the the one who says the most verbiage and all this stuff. Like it's just listening sometimes because. You know, I find I've gotten great wisdom from her. Mm-hmm. Hearing her say Powerful. things, you know, and, you know, when seeing her feel pain, she's like, I don't know what my classmate goes through because I don't live in her world. I don't live in her life. I don't live in her shoes. I don't, right. I don't have to wonder. Mm-hmm. So that makes me very proud to know that I don't have to, like, just... She gets it. Impress it. She feels it. Mm-hmm. And she sees it. And... It's really encouraging for me because, you know, even with having the conversations I've had with a lot of the guys and stuff, you know, for me, it's always been about brotherhood, you know, not being, you know, what what do we really see and, and looking at people and who they are. And I was like, you know, I'd want these kids around me as much as I could if I had my way. Right. You know, I would want a Keenan Gilchrist or a Reggie Thomas or a Kelly Bryant to be around me as much as I can. And I think that the only way we're going to make any kind of strides in this is just continuing to have conversations. It's, it's okay if you don't necessarily all on the same page. I, I think I saw where a couple of the guys, like even up at Clemson, they were having that conversation. Like, there's still guys that don't agree on everything. Mm-hmm. But now they're talking. Yeah. Because it's like... You feel like you have more power to talk now. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to like just put you in a corner because yeah. you said something that started a spark. Or that's exactly right. And that's the big thing. How many of those conversations that you feel like, have you been able to have some of those conversations maybe with former teammates and stuff? Yeah, like um, basically like Cornell Powell, another guy. Um, man, how, how good has he been? Man, I'm just. Does that make you feel good to see somebody like that who's man, working so hard? Man, you don't understand. Like the last few weeks, I probably. I almost tear it up, man, because yeah. that's an older guy, man, that's worked his butt off. And yeah. finally, that fifth year, things are starting to, you know, click for him. So I'm just 
you yeah. know, praying, you know, everything continues to, you know, go in his favor. Sure. But, like, yeah, guys like him and then Isaiah, um, T, Travis, because you know, we're in the stealing group text and sure. we talk literally every day. So, just we've been having those conversations. And also, you know, other guys, you know, outside of sports as well. Right. Some of my close friends, you know, just – just being like self-aware, you know, just like just having those conversations. That's all it is about. And that's because like growing up, especially here in Abbeville, you know, and you, to me like sports unify. It's like it's like the one unifying thing that we need more. Mm. It's like we got to have that because even though it's divisive from fan bases, the fan bases, but as far as like our community, like mm. our community comes together, we support each other, and I think that's always what made being here being so special it's is that nothing like you're going to get even though you may have had people that questioned something or maybe shown hate or maybe shown discouragement I think at the end of the day you probably probably had a lot more encouragement at least from folks around here than, mm. than maybe some I people even knew about you I know because I know a lot a lot of people reached out to you and stuff and I even remember I sent you a text or something um, that week and I told him I love you mm-hmm. I'm proud of you and just you know, trust the Lord. That's all you got to do is trust yeah. the Lord. It's not about anybody else's opinions but the Lord's. Mm-hmm. And if the Lord's leading you, follow that lead, and it's going to take care of you. And so um, I think that's been something that you can always, always look back at. He's like, you got, you've been blessed with a lot of folks in your life that have been, been there with you through thick and thin. And that's got to be good, especially those guys you play with. It is, man. It just... I mean, if you can hang out with guys like Luke White, Cody White, and survive life, I mean, come oh, on. Oh, man. I never forget. We used to, like, on Thursdays, like, days after practice, we'd go over to Greenwood and go to Bojang and just sit there for days. Well, not days, like, hours. Just thinking about the game tomorrow. Just talking about just nothing that pertains to nothing. Yeah. Those are the days, man. That's good stuff. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. Well, man, I I appreciate you giving me all this time this morning to, to talk and and just uh, just remember all this great stuff that's happened because, like I said, not everybody gets to go down these kind of roads. Exactly. And so it's it's been a pretty pretty interesting and fun ride that mm-hmm. you've been on, and a lot of a lot of highs, I would say, sure. even more so than the lows that have Definitely. carried you. And those lows are defining you still mm-hmm. to this day. They're helping you grow. So um, um, before we go, is there anything anything you want to leave out there that we may have missed out on, or anything you would leave with? Like you talk about these young guys that may listen to this, what what are some of the things that you can leave with them? Last last thoughts here. Um, I say for the young guys that's going through it, especially like high school ball right now, you probably already heard this. You know, old head probably told you, but just literally just take it all in right now. Right. High school, high school ball. Trust me, I've been on these college teams and playoffs. There's nothing like Friday nights, man. <laughs> I, I would play a Friday night game over a Saturday night game with without any th- chance of thinking. Yeah. Because there's nothing like it, man. It's just like just playing for your hometown and playing with guys you've been around basically your whole life. Yeah. And then just those relationships, you're going to just go, you know, from there. You know, those relationships going to turn into, like, brothers we're gonna go from teammates to you know best mans and weddings, you know the God, the Godfathers, and then just so on and so yeah. on. And just knowing the importance of relationships and just surrounding yourself around the right people, um, and also just going out and meet new people as well. And just like I said, just take advantage of it. Um, you know, if I'm I'm around, so you guys need ever need anything, just yeah. hit me up on IGs, Twitter, <laughs> whatever, not. 
you know. Soon to be YouTube cooking. Hey, <laughs> you got me thinking. Now I've been over here to, trying to think of some things. Now I'm not even going to lie. Cooking with KB. I'm hey. telling you, man. You, I'm, I, I can see the T-shirt now. I mean, it's that. <laughs> All right. Last thing I'm going to leave you with. Last question. Going to be highly controversial. Mm-hmm. No matter what you say, somebody's feelings are going to get hurt. Uh-oh. Better... Better experience walking down the steps at Abbeville or oh running down gosh. the hill you know what's in Clemson. Crazy? I was going to leave off with that too. <laughs> wow, you really did that. <laughs> running down the hill or walking down the steps. I mean, it is what it is. They are very much like neck and neck. Not even it's pretty lie. close, isn't it? I was actually thinking, like on the way here, I was like, you know, I've like I said. I've Walk ran down the steps. We did the little run through the banner. That's like traditional, like sure. on ran. And then Missouri. Well, I didn't even get around because captains didn't run out. Um, but man, there's nothing like walking down those steps for sure. Nothing like running down the hill. But, but I imagine the hill, especially like in a night game. Oh hill, yeah, night game. Awesome. Oh my gosh. And then like walking down the steps is always a night game. So, do you talk? To, did you talk to anybody on the bus ride around? When you go around, I've always wondered that too. Like, what else can you say? It's a short trip. Uh, so like my first two years, I always got on the offensive bus. Like no one said anything, and then like the defensive bus is totally. So everybody like, then like some of the other guys are like they play off. They will go get on the defense bus. I wonder why they get on the defense bus. And so I asked one of my friends like. Bro, why, why, why everybody get on the bus? Bro, just get on the bus, bro. And I tell you, defense bus, like, they be sang, we be singing, getting crunk, shaking the bus and everything. I was like, yeah, I'm staying on this bus. And I imagine a bus ride with Christian Wilkins was probably just epic. You know what's crazy? He didn't say nothing. Really? Really? He he was, he legit, was, he was first He first first seat just literally just was sitting there just so wow. locked in. I was like, I was like, okay, you know, yeah. that's your thing. You know, I'm just... I would just go to the yeah. back with all the other guys and just, you know, be getting, feeding off their energy. But, that's cool. But the steps, well, man. I was, was trying to put you on spot there because I was like, I was like, man, that's, you know, for for a lot of people, because we get a lot of people now talk about that and, and stuff. You know, we don't we don't use those smoke and mirrors or anything like that. It's just what it is. But it's just something because all those kids that are sitting there waiting to high-five Abbeville Panther player. That's, that's and, it. Then now they're those guys walking down those steps now. Yeah, cause I remember, same thing with Clemson. You wait to hit, hit a guy yes, coming down the hill, thing, and then it's know, like now you're that guy. Because I remember, um, well, one in particular, um, Jeremiah Lomax. Yeah. Um, when I was coming through, he was like a little. He's like grown up now, like little puny thing. And you know, like what's always been so unique about it, just from walking out the locker room, you have your people right there, you know, to yeah. greet you right there. Then it's. Just, it's the steps. I love the steps, but I just always love walking through the crowd. Through the crowd. You just see it. Because you got everybody. a lot of former players that are standing on the hill. Yep. A lot of those guys are shouting out at you and stuff mm-hmm. like that. They just, and then it's the kids. Like you say, you know, you see those those kids now. And that's that same, you know, like It means the world to them. And then what I always – I'm gonna get, this is my last little tidbit. <laughs> I just thought about it. Gosh, I just didn't want to say it. Just like what I didn't really realize just going through it. I actually learned it when I was in Clemson, but like – you know, you're playing, you know, you have your number, you're playing for, you know, yourself and your family, but you're playing for those kids, those kids that's coming up and those guys that came before you put that jersey on. Yeah. And, you know, you just, you, you know, that sense of pride, you know, and what, you know, carries on, what carries, you know, just wearing an A on that helmet. And from guys that came, teams that came, you know, put it all out there, you know, they're their years and also the, the the ones that's coming up, you know, want to be in those shoes that you're in. And so, you know, just 
just knowing that you know when I when I found when I really realized that you know it made it made me you know want to you know go the extra steps sure. you know just do whatever I can you know while I'm out there so no it's, it's very special I I say I say the steps by far <laughs> I say the steps it's man. just different it's a different kind of person you don't see it a lot um well man not too many people in a football journey or a football career can say they've experienced a high of being a state champion and a national champion. So congratulations on that, man, because that's pretty special in itself to be able to have that to look back on as well. And like I said, I appreciate you giving me this time. Thank you for always reaching out to me. Mm -hmm. I've always appreciated when you reacted to me because I know you get a lot of interaction with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've always enjoyed our relationship and being able to to stay in contact up to this point. And, uh, Oh, man, man, maybe we can do this again. Maybe when you get your cooking channel going. Hey, man, I might bring on the show, man. We'll, we'll have get to get it going. I, I, I can supervise that. I, <laughs> I can commentate that. But, uh, man, take care of yourself. Stay blessed. Mm-hmm. And uh, like you said, that prayer's up, blessing down, man. That's that's, that's not just a hashtag. That's a life. It that's is. the choices and decisions. And, uh, man, I hope God takes care of you, man. And stay safe out here in the pandemic yes, world. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, give, give me the 2021, man. Let's, let's, <laughs> exactly. let's, get, let's the get it. Let's get it going. All right. Hope you've enjoyed this time with Kelly Bryant. Thankful to him for coming on here for the LWE podcast. And uh, we'll be back here real soon with another uh, podcast with you. So you guys take care. <laughs>